You're on city radio. You're on city radio. You're on. You're on. You've been listening to. You're on. You're on city radio. You're on city radio. You're on. You've been listening to. You're on city radio's midnight hour. Land lovers, welcome back to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio, broadcasting from the largest body of fresh water anywhere on the planet. And I'll tell you right now, I, I could be anywhere on the planet, as last week the boat came adrift. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, Tom Bobajowski, your companion as we sail the waves of Radio Nirvana, and I'll be doing my best to bring you music, chat, drama, and entertainment. But please sit tight a moment while I take another look out on the deck. As I have on a clams clackers of a fucking clue where I am. Oh dear. Uh, now a, a message from tonight's sponsor. The Huron City Museum of Winds. Winds lovingly collected from around the globe by expert wind gatherers. Be refreshed by the Cape Doctor from South Africa. Bask in the uncomfortable humidity of Southern Europe's Sirocco. Voted best wind-themed attraction in the Great Lakes area six years running. We have a breeze for everyone. Hey boy, that little museum really has some great stuff. Why, they sent me this nice little Greek regale from their gift shop, and it really breaks the humidity on those long summer nights. Just let it go in the corner of the room and, ah, cool, restful sleep. Now, tonight on the Midnight Hour, we're going to be trying something a little different. Due to our listeners' painful inability to stay on topic during our call-ins, instead of our usual topical discussion, we're giving our listeners a chance to phone in and let the world know what they have for buying, selling, or trading. Call me, and I'll be like your shop window, your your lemonade stand, your your parking lot crack dealer. Simple, easy, can't possibly go wrong. Uh, This is my producer Eric's idea. Eric, if this does go wrong, I swear to God, you're going to be on the bottom of the lake with Wendy, and I I might not give you a scuba suit. Now, we all have something we'd like to sell or swap. Hell, I'd love to swap Eric. (laughs) Anything will do. You got a cardboard box with a dead pigeon in it? Done deal. (laughs) Uh, But seriously, uh, give uh, Eric a shout. Leave him your contact details, and uh, also, if anything takes your fancy, call in, and Eric will play the middleman and set you on your way to getting a bargain of a lifetime, or maybe getting some extra cash to pay for Grandma's nursing home bills. Same number, as always, uh, 100 99 You're listening to The Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio, currently dead in the water and broadcasting many miles from the kitten's taint. What's that, Eric? We have to call it what now? All right. Broadcasting from the kitten state. Although, I'm not too sure how far we are from his nutsack right now. Uh, Coming up later, I'll have a top tip for you. There's the competition winner from last week's competition. We'll be letting you know the goings-on around Huron City. And finally, yes, finally, the last episode of Raccoon Man. So don't touch that dial while you listen to the first song from our musical guest tonight, Porn cursive? That's their name? And you still booked them? Jeez, Eric. Hey, 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 Eric. Hey,
Oh, hey, uh, sorry, listeners, I'm back. I, I went out on deck looking for, well, looking for something, anything, really. Oh, it's cold out there. We're barely moving, but in the distance, I, I think I see a vessel, maybe coming this way, although I don't recognize the flag. Uh, more from Porn Cursive later, and I'll get to find out why they do that in an exclusive interview. So Eric tells me the phone line has been going crazier than a ferret in a lime-filled wheelbarrow. And Eric, thank you for once you did send plenty of toilet paper. But where on earth did you get it? And more importantly, which century is it from? It's so old. Each sheet crumbles when you tear it off. It's like wiping your crack with a handful of ashes. Anywho, we have our first caller on tonight's trading call-in. It's going to be like working on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange. Who do we have on our solitary line? That's line number one. Uh, hi, Tom. Uh, great to be here. Big fan of your show. My name is Jed. That's short for Jedediah. No, thank you, Jed. Uh, always nice to have uh, one of my fans on. So, Jed, what do you have for us tonight? Well, I got uh, 16 pairs of socks to sell. Uh, socks? That's right. Uh, 16 pairs. But I will tell you now, uh, they are all missing uh, the right foot. What? Uh, so you only have 16 socks for sale then, right? Yes, sir. I'm confused. Si 16 socks, that's eight pair, right? <laughs> oh, no, sir. No, uh, they, ain't, they ain't no pairs. Uh, they're all different. Huh? Well, you see, uh, we got one of them uh, long socks like kids use at soccer. All right, that's going for $3. Uh, I got one of them fluffy rainbow socks uh, for one fifty. Uh, I got three socks that look, uh, they look like them little gloves for your feet. You know, the ones with the toes in them? No, no, Jed, I don't know. Well, no, they're, yeah, they're kind of new, but uh, they're all different sizes. Uh, they're going for $2 a piece or uh, $6 for all three. And uh, I got I got one of them little ankle socks for when you're wearing dress shoes. And uh, that's in a woman's uh, size 14. Uh, that's going for $5, because they also got that uh, uh, cushy art support. Okay. Right. All right. Fantastic. Boy, right off the bat, going about as well as... Yeah, thank uh, you, Tom. Wait a minute. So if someone like a, a pirate or a farmer who's been in a fight with a combine harvester and may only need one sock calls in, uh, you've left your phone number. Should anybody want the spoils from one of your dumpster dives, eh? Oh, no, sir. I don't I don't have a phone. Wait a minute. We're on the phone, Jed. We're on the phone right now. Ah, uh, perfect. New York Sock Exchange, more like it. Jesus. Well, at least the only way is up now. All right. Hello. Next caller. You're through on line, uh, my, oh, line one. Did Tom Babajowski on the Midnight Hour? Good evening. My name is Sasha, Madam Sasha, hand reader to the stars. Uh, I see. Well, uh, Sasha, uh, Madam Sasha, what do you got for our listeners out there? Mm -hmm. I'm no longer any use for my chakras. <laughs> I'm moved beyond their limitations. So I'm prepared to sell them to anyone who wants them. 
chakras. Oh, that uh, kind of uh, tamale they serve for breakfast in Santiago. Oh, you poor man. Chakras are the wheels of energy that circle our body. Chakras, those wheel thingies, yeah, they, they go around your body. You have no idea what I'm talking about, do you? Oh, I, I know, I know. You think I'm an idiot, huh? So, sounds like some new age hoo-ha to me. Well, you don't need to believe in any new age hoo-ha to know that your aura is cloudier than a winter storm. Now, don't go talking about storms. That's that's the reason I'm lost out here. Mm-hmm. I've just pulled a card for you. A, a what now? Three of swords. Oh, the reason you're lost. The three of what? Inside and out has little to do with the storm. So, so you're selling swords, not chakras? No. But, but you said swords. Oh, you could do with buying these chakras yourself, Mr. Babajowski. Yours feels laden with the past. Oh, all negativity and confusion. Yeah, I think you could be the cause for my confusion. You'd like to make me an offer for my chakras? <laughs> you won't find a better set. Uh, no, no, you're you're good, thanks. Uh, I'm sure one of the listeners will want your clean wheels. Talking to unenlightened people like you, why, it's like you've never entered the age of Aquarius. How about entering the age of my hairy ass? <gasps> I can put a curse on you, you know. Uh, goodbye, Sasha. Uh, Madam Sasha. Oh, excellent. Eric, I swear you... You gotta keep the wackadoodles away, or you're gonna get a chainsaw enema this Christmas. All right, pray tell, who is next on line number one? Hello, Tom Babajowski. Uh, my name is Ivan Kalushny, first time caller, long time listener. Very happy to be on the oh, show. Happy to have you on, Ivan. I, I hope. What have you got for us tonight? Well, I was out shooting uh, AK, and I realized it's quite hard to hit a goose with an AK. So Ivan needs shootgun. Uh, that's generally what I hear people use for uh, hunting fowl, Ivan. Uh, not sure what you're... No, 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 but but not looking uh, to, to buy American shotgun. American shotgun is, is not so good, okay? So I says to myself, Eva, what if we make AK... Shoot shotgun bullets! Uh, listen, I, Ivan, I'm not sure it's appropriate to even talk about guns on the air. Ivan is not talking about any gun. Ivan is talking about how world's greatest tool just get better. I have AK. It shoots shotgun bullets. I think other people want to buy, yes? I can seal uh, 20 AK shotguns. And I can retire to Orlando in uh, your Florida. All right, ladies and gents, feel free to get a hold of Ivan for all of your uh, <coughs> hunting needs. But I'm curious, Ivan, why Orlando? I, I quite like the mouse world. Mouse world? Yes, uh, the one with the, the rides and the, the mountain that splashes all the fun cartoon people. I think it's called uh, Disney. Yeah, now that is something I'm not talking about on the air. All right, next caller, please. You're through to Huron City Radio. Last time, last time I listened to anything that you suggest, Eric. Hi, Tom. Uh, hi, uh, who do we have and what do you have for sale? And please, please let it be something normal. Well, this is Peter, and I, I have a lovely big chair I need to sell. No, praise be. Now, th that sounds more like it. It was used by my grandfather, but after he passed... No, I, I know. I've been sitting in the corner, gathering dust, rotting away, beginning to smell a little like my great aunt uh, Beryl, who lived with us when I was a kid. But, but just—I mean, just one chair, like like just a single chair. It must be, must be a special chair. Oh yes, it's a family heirloom. I'm loath to get rid of it, but you know, needs must be met, and all that. 
Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear that, Peter. Hopefully we can find you a buyer and help you out. Uh, now, about this chair, been in your family a long time? Well, it's connected with my family, but it's still in good working condition for its age. Well, you mean it, it has a seat and four legs? Come on, Peter, that's all you need for a, for a, a chair to, to work. We had it fixed up when we got it. You, you mean after your grandfather died? No, he, he died nearly 50 years ago, but I think it would make... No, wait, wait, hang on. So, so how come you've only recently gotten the chair? It came up for auction. Auction? Why would you have to go to an auction for your grandfather's chair? It was when they sold off the contents of the abandoned Huron City State Penitentiary. What now? Yes. We put in a bid, and luckily, we were successful. What was a chair belonging to your grandfather doing in the Huron City State Penitentiary? Oh, no. <laughs> it wasn't his chair. Uh, he didn't own it. It was the one they used to fry him back in 75. Oh, it, 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 it's an electric chair. Yes, and still in good working order. Oh, dear God. It has historical value, too. You see, my grandfather was the one who carried out the Foxglove Farm Massacre back in the early 70s. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> All right, that's enough. Now, who is next up with something to sell? I'm not, God, I'm, I'm not even sure I dare answer. Hang on, though. E Eric, Eric's telling me that, that only two of Jed's socks remain available, so don't dilly-dally if... If that's what you're looking for, uh, who knew? All right, hello. Uh, you're uh, you're through to the midnight hour. First and last swap shop call in. Hello, I'm glad I got through to you. Uh, okay, why is that? I need help. Well, th that's uh, what we've been trying to do. Now, you know, to, to help people. So, what what do you got? I have to sell this doll. Uh, okay, now, calm down, calm down. Uh, you can try, but uh, the people who tune into this show, they, they ain't the most... Uh... I don't care. I've tried everywhere. No one will buy it. Well, can't, can't you just, you know, give it away? No, I can't even do that. No one will take it. Really? Why, why is that? It's... it's not... not right. Not right? No, well, why don't you... I don't know, just toss it in the garbage. They won't take it. They've stopped taking away my trash, just in case. Who's that I hear? You got a sister with you there? It's... the doll. The, the, the doll. Oh, like one of those uh, talking dolls that, uh, that should make it easier to sell. You hear that? Uh, yeah, you, you just pulled a string, right? It has no string to pull. Uh, you sure you're not pulling my strings? Help me, Tom. I've got to get rid of this doll. Uh, there, there may be someone who, uh, who wants it out there. Please, Mr. Babajowski. Uh, I'm sure it's a pretty looking doll. There's dark red liquid dripping from its eyes. Hello? Please. Hello? 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 <clears throat> well, uh... Well, call, call in if you're looking for a Christmas present for a, a younger family member. Whew. You're listening to The Midnight Hour with me, your host, Tom Babajowski. And moving on as fast as we can, it's time for another of... Le Milieu Cassette Huh? What? Eric? Oh, uh, they're from Quebec? Cheaper. You thought they'd... English, right. I could find another producer, you know. And now it's time for another of Tom's Top Tips. 
And tonight we somehow have received a letter from an Alice Lofenbro of Anchor Falls, and she writes, <clears throat> Dear Tom, I'm having issues with a blocked chimney, which in turn is causing smoke to billow into my living room every time I light a fire. My uncle used to be the one I turned to for such problems, but he's currently stuck and unable to help. Anything you can suggest would be most appreciated, especially as I have a new friend visiting for the first time next week. Yours, stuffingly, Alice. Well, Alice, I have to say you're in luck, because removing blockages from a chimney could not be simpler. Attach a possum to a pogo stick, and early one morning, just as the sun is rising, grease the walls of the chimney with grass-fed organic butter, and after winding up the pogo stick with a spring from a Swiss clock, let it go and shut the living room door, and wait until you've played both sides of a Best of Neil Diamond LP before re-entering. Hey, presto, your blockage will be gone, and you'll have a contented possum to boot. Your new friend can visit without worry, and you can forget about any more smoke coming into your living area. Ha! <laughs> forget! Fog! <laughs> God, I should sell these. <laughs> Another top tip next week. Just write in with your problems to me. Tom Bobajomsky, The Gray Ship, Lower Lake. Um, you know what? Just put somewhere wet. Uh, hang on a second. Eric, Eric tells me that we have another call. Eric, the phone in's over, you fool. Oh, this isn't a... Really? Hello, this is Tom Bobajomsky. Are, uh, are we through to The Gray Ship with all the aerials? Uh, yeah, that's correct. Uh, I'm trying to inform you here. You lack any AIS credentials, and uh, you're currently floating into our territorial waters. What? You are illegally in our part of the lake, Mr... Oh, Miss... Uh, who'd you say you were again? Uh, Baba Jobsky. Uh, can't you, I don't know, talk to Eric? Uh, the other gentleman was very rude, and he hung up. Oh, jeez. All right, hang on, hang on there just a moment. I I'm working here. <clears throat> Sorry, listeners, technical issues, but luckily, coming up now, it's time to crack open the champagne, dance the jig of joy, for here it is, finally, the last episode of Raccoon Man, Kalu Calais. D this boat? Yeah, it's the Huron City radio boat. Yeah, Huron City, you know, from the kitten's taint. Dear God, please, no! You, you, you are real. What on earth are you? Please, keep away. Stay back. I, I didn't do this. These skins, I, I. Oh Jesus! What, what, what's happening? The dogs. They're, they're sitting, lying down. I. <laughs> you did that? You made them quiet? Who is it? Who's there? Hey. Get off. Keep still, detective. I don't want to cut you. Ashley? Nearly there. Ah. See? I told you he wouldn't hurt you. Raccoon Man by Daniel J. Williams Episode 4 Raccoon Man Cometh
You knew the risk. We all thought it could be a trap. Which means we are right on them. Or were. We found nothing so far. The property? The warehouse? Did it belong to Kaufman? Sorry to disappoint you, but we traced it back to a company that folded a decade ago. Someone around here knows what's going on. If there was illegal trapping and trading going on, then it isn't happening anymore, and they've got rid of everything connected to it. What about the dogs in Hanson's place? All wild strays. Only one had a chip, and that had gone missing three years back. You were lucky that that Fitzpatrick girl came to your help. How did she know you were there? She wasn't the only one who helped me. So you said. But Harry, raccoon man? Come on. I saw something, Chief. Something was in there. They dressed me up like some offering to that thing. Why else would they cover me in blood and skinned animals? To make sure the dogs got you. So we had another animal attack on our hands. No. There is something else there. Something I don't understand. But it's there. I saw it. You've been around that Fitzpatrick girl too much. Plus, you're coming out of a chloroform haze. You were stunned. It was dark. But it stopped the dogs. Uh, you think Ashley Fitzpatrick was able to restrain and calm a pack of insane hounds from ripping me to pieces? Well? You, you have a point, Harry. Too right, I have a point. But right now, the question will lead us to answers that I can maybe get my head around is where the heck is David Fitzpatrick? I have to get back. Kaufman is not jumping with joy about what happened at Hanson's mansion. What about the kid? He knows way too much. What's your plan? Just let me deal with Kaufman first, then we'll decide. Please, I gotta get my leg looked at. Please. I can look at it for you. Oh, yes. You still have two of them. I won't say anything. I can't. I I'm in this just as much as you. I'll be quiet. I promise. <laughs> if only things were that easy. What am I going to do with you, Fitzpatrick? What am I going to do? Do you remember anything else your brother said about the people involved? Very little. When he called to tell me they had taken you, he just said, there's these men and this one woman. Nothing else? No name, no description? No, nothing. Sorry. How did you know where to find me? Partly because David said something about leaving you to dogs, but also because I felt Raccoon Man calling out across the night. <sighs> uh, well, thank you for, um, for coming. While we are working together, remember? I know. On the same train, same destination. Etc., etc. You believe in Raccoon Man now, don't you? I believe what I saw, e even if I don't understand. He takes revenge for those who can't. And you know he's real. What else is there to understand? But where does it come from? Where did it go? I mean, it just seemed to vanish. I don't know everything. He just comes and goes between his world and ours. Maybe others, too. Like he's being called? We don't have the capacity to comprehend how, what, or why about Raccoon Man, Detective. Apart from his tendency to destroy those who deserve it. Your brother. We'll do everything we can to find him. I know. I know you will. Ashley had nothing apart from the fact David spoke about a woman and some men. But time is running out. 
if we are to get to him before... I hear you. They're still combing the area around the warehouse and turning Hansen's mansion inside out. But so far, nothing has come up. You knew I wouldn't sit still about this when you suspended me. That what you think? It is what I think. But I was under the impression you didn't believe me about the possibility of illegal hunting and trading. I never said I didn't believe you. If you check your memory, I actually told you I wasn't happy with all the loose ends. Dead bodies in the same place. You being shot at. Of course something was going on. I just knew that it didn't involve Michael Kaufman. That was all. They are his properties. Everything is connected. He helps fund your retirement. It was the Kaufman from your past you were investigating, Harry. I've known him a long time. And yes, while I can still act like a spoiled brat at times, a criminal he isn't. But you didn't let me get near him. Because you had no evidence to follow up on. It was getting embarrassing and putting me in a difficult position. So you let me loose, knowing that I... I may keep pursuing him? Of course. Nothing to do with me if you went too far with Kaufman while suspended. I knew you would keep looking, maybe shake things up enough so a viable lead appeared. Even if it meant me going into a trap? I said be careful, didn't I? I have as much desire as you do to find out what's going on. But you can't keep barking up the wrong tree with Kaufman. You have to think beyond that. But he's not clean. Harry! He gave me a letter. He says it's from Frankie about her disappearance. What are you barking at now? He didn't produce it at her inquest. He said he said he knew nothing. And you're still going on about withholding it. evidence. That's something we can get him in to talk about and then press him some more. Well, why not ask him yourself? He's waiting in your office. What? After you heard what happened at Trapper Hansen's last night, he came to see if you were okay. I'm sorry to hear what happened to you, Harry. It sounds horrific. It was. And seeing you isn't making it any better. Did you read what I gave you? I read it. A faked Xerox letter from long ago. It's an old photocopy. You could tell by the shadow on the paper. I had a copy made in case I lost the original. Or maybe I knew I'd need to give you a copy one day. And you didn't think to bring this up at Frankie's inquest? Withholding evidence is a serious business, Mike. I'm sure your friend Chief Tucker would love to hear what you have to say about it. So what's it to be, eh? A, a, a fake I designed solely to wind you up, or a, a genuine letter that I should have shown you 30 years ago? It can't be both, Harry. It... it can't, I... But she can't have told you about going and not me. Uh, Frankie would have said something. Here. I brought you these. What? What on earth? I figured you should see them. Should have seen them years ago. And I'm sorry. Paris? Stockholm? London? What? I, I mean... I Frankie sent them in the first few months she was away. I thought if you saw them, you'd, you'd be able to see I've been telling you the truth. But how? I mean, <laughs> these can't be real. Even you don't think I visited these places, wrote myself postcards, added stamps, and then posted them back to Huron City. These... These were cities she talked about. I know. And she got there. Do you have more? I mean, she doesn't still... No, Harry. She stopped writing after three or four months. Never heard another word from her. I was right. You clearly have no more than you let on. I was damn right about that. Hell, 
You could have a whole damn scrapbook of my sister's life hidden away somewhere. This is all I have. I promise and I'm sorry. I don't know how many times I can say it. Never enough, Mike. Never enough. And now I'm nearly killed on one of your properties, and you expect me to believe you don't know more about that as well? I told you, I have nothing to do with that side of the business. I'm more of a figurehead. I don't get caught up in the day-to-day running of things. So you say. So you say. It's true. If I had my way, we'd have developed that dump of a mansion years ago. So why the hell haven't you done anything with it? I've been wanting to do something with it for the past couple of years, but... Every time I brought it up, my property manager, Maggie Klein, has come up with a reason as to why we should wait until the time is right. What's going on? They'll be coming after us, looking everywhere. There isn't anything left for them to find. They won't trace a route back to you. Unless they get hold of the kid. I can't keep them here for much longer. It's not possible. I know, I know. Look, I appreciate all you've done, but it may be that I'm going to have to ask you one last favor. Hey, I've done everything you ask and more. But this would be the last thing. No way. No way am I going to do that. If I do get caught, I'm not going to go down for killing your mistake as well. No way. Right now, it looks like our only option... I ain't doing it. If Fitzpatrick is still running around like a wounded puppy, he'll lead them straight to you, as will I if he starts dropping my name in it. Or I would send them straight to you and confirm Fitzpatrick's story. You think they would take your word over mine? I work for Kaufman. I'm his trusted aide with alibis. You prepared to take that chance? Fine. But the plan is still the same. Just wait. As soon as I'm done with Kaufman and the Hanson property, I'll be straight down. Then we'll decide what to do with him. I think Maggie Klein is behind this. Maggie Klein? What do you mean? David Fitzpatrick told his sister that amid all the men involved in this, there was one woman involved too. She's one of Kaufman's senior people. Is this your way of getting it? I just spoke with Kaufman. I asked him why he hadn't done anything with Hansen's place, and he told me he had been trying to redevelop the area for nearly two years. And the only reason he hadn't was that his property manager, Maggie Klein, had told him to wait until the time was right. So why you believe him? Well, let's just say he he had some paperwork that something that makes me think that maybe maybe he's not involved in every crime in huron city there were too many connections but they were Klein's. even when she claimed she didn't know who travis cunningham was despite him watching over lexington holdings properties i knew something didn't add up so you kept putting two and two together and making the answer michael kaufman <sighs> yeah i know it makes some sense Maggie Klein does oversee his buildings. She had the power to determine who and what went in and out, far more than Kaufman. And she had the ability to make sure all traces of the operation were removed. But she didn't count on Ashley Fitzpatrick's determination or Ashley's, well, theories. Don't start. We don't have much time. Every hour that goes by without knowing the whereabouts of David Fitzpatrick is an hour closer to him not making it out of this in one piece. It may be already too late. I think it's worth the risk. You have to be careful. If she senses we have something, she could very quickly take the final step with Fitzpatrick. I'll call her bluff. Pretend we have David. See if she shifts. Anything that means we can bring her in. It's not as if we have anything else. You may be right. I have a feeling I may be. This time at least. 
It's very unusual what happened to you, Detective Stewart. I'm glad you're feeling better now. Your property on the Hanson estate is a place of interest once more. Unfortunately, yes. Why were you not there this morning? You sent one of your staff. Considering what happened, we expected someone more senior from Lexington Holdings. It's hardly your business how we run ours. You are actively avoiding doing anything to Hanson's place for quite a while now, haven't you, Miss Klein? I'm not sure you know how my job works, just as I'm not really sure how yours does. I mean, trespassing at Hanson's mansion with a girl young enough to be your daughter, being caught trying to break into Premier Pelts in the middle of the night? That doesn't answer my question. Oh, I believe it does. I'm trusted to manage the properties how I see fit. And I'm trusted to do mine. You said you found dogs after Travis Cunningham was killed. Yet, there were a whole lot more in there last night. There's more than one pack of wild dogs roaming the country, Detective. Who caught the last pack? We did. We told you. Lexington Holdings. I mean, who exactly? I'm not sure. I can check for you if you like. If you could. I'll get back to you as soon as I find out. You'd like to call someone now? I'm rather busy. But I'd like you to do it now. I'm not sure I have to do as you say, unless you have the authority to be looking into our business dealings. What are you hiding, Miss Klein? I'm just making sure everything is done by the book, Detective. You are the property manager. Yet, you supposedly know nothing about what has been going on with dead bodies at Hanson's place. You know nothing about people watching Premier Pelts and taking shots at visitors? What are you trying to say, Detective Stewart? That you're not telling me all you know. Would you care to back that up with any particular details? David Fitzpatrick. He says he knows you. David Fitzpatrick? Ah, yes. Him and his sister. Your accomplice. I've been busy preparing the paperwork with our attorney about them. What? For trespassing. You remember? They admitted to breaking into Hanson's mansion. They probably let in those wild dogs which killed that man. Now, hang on. That's your job, isn't it? Dealing with criminals? As far as I know, trespassing is still illegal, so you better tell David Fitzpatrick and his sister to expect a day in court. Now, unless you have anything else to waste my time with, I'd like to get on with my day. Lenny, get on to the chief. I need her to push through a warrant as quickly as possible. Gotcha. I'm on it, Harry. Klein knows we know something. She's bought herself enough time to cover her tracks. We won't be able to lay a finger on her. Or find out where Fitzpatrick is. Anything show up from the search at Hans's place? Nah, it was a mess. There's definitely been movement since the last time they checked after Cunningham's death. But the place is empty. Okay. Let me know as soon as you hear from the chief or anyone. Where will you be? It's been a crazy 18 hours. I need to stop and think. My head is about ready to walk out and quit on me. The postcards from Frankie. They are certainly a surprise, Harry. I thought I knew for all the world that Frankie hated Kaufman. That he blamed me for Frankie dumping him, so that's why he took it out on me. Well, I doubt he ever thought you'd be back looking for revenge of your own. And neither did I. But when his name came up and the fact Tucker was trying to keep me away from him, it felt exactly the same as 30 years ago. Ah, that the Kaufmans were being given preferential treatment once more. No one doing anything to look into their affairs. 
that nothing had changed. And it seems like Chief Tucker wasn't going to waste her time getting caught up in your baggage. I thought she was protecting Kaufman. Ah, when in fact she was protecting you. She's no dummy. Though I can easily understand why you pursued Kaufman, given all that had happened. It was possible Kaufman knew more, and he did know more. I never for one moment thought it would be this, that he was the one close to Frankie, and not me. Ah, he may not be telling you everything. He may not be showing you all he has from Frankie, either. It doesn't matter anymore. It wasn't me she sent the postcards to. It wasn't me she told of her plans. She left me to assume she was dead. A Kaufman still raw about everything, like I am. And as much as I hate to admit it, he's been the one trying to make amends while I've been a jerk. Digging into old wounds when no one asked me to. And, and how about you and your wounds? I've been hiding from them for years. And I'm not sure it will do me any good to go looking into them now. Well, I have to hope Frankie found a way to, to a good life. <laughs> it's more than possible she's alive. More than possible. But my head can't even start to think about that. I have another missing person to find right now in David Fitzpatrick. Uh, I'm sure Ashley is very worried, despite her ambivalence towards uh, us humans. She's lost her father through this. I'm going to make sure she doesn't lose a sibling, too. It seems like Ashley was right about her dad being caught up in something very bad indeed. She's been right about everything, even, uh, <clears throat> even Raccoon Man. Ah, yes. <laughs> you didn't explain much about that part. Because I don't know how to. But like these postcards from Frankie, I've seen it with my own eyes. This thing. I, I can't ignore what's in front of me any longer. Uh, it's evidence of Raccoon Man. Evidence. The thing I've been missing in all this fur trading investigation. I knew something wasn't right about the deaths at Hanson's place before Kaufman's name was even mentioned. But I got distracted. Stopped doing my job. I'm lucky I've got this far in finding anything out. <laughs> well, so uh, are you going to bring Raccoon Man in for questioning? No, not exactly. But he didn't harm me. That's more evidence. More evidence of Ashley's understanding of Raccoon Man, which means Ashley is correct. Ah, I did say she was one of the most level-headed people I knew. The men who were killed in Hanson's place were killed because they were caught up in something real bad. Something Raccoon Man wasn't going to let them get away with. Excuse me, Professor, I have to go. Oh, by all means. But what is it you think you have? I think I know how I can find David Fitzpatrick. We can't wait around for that warrant. I try, but it just won't happen soon enough. We're running out of time for finding Fitzpatrick. I think I can get Klein to speak if I can just get her in the right situation. What do you need, Harry? You don't want to hear more details? We don't have time for more details, especially if they're the kind of details I don't like. Just tell me what you need me to do. I need you to call Kaufman. Let him know I'm coming. And why. Sure, what else? Lenny, I need people at Premier Pelts and the warehouse. I'll get on to it. You wait with the receiver on. I want you to hear everything that's going on, so if we hear a location, you can get going straight away. Okay. Let's go find out where she's holding David Fitzpatrick. I'm hoping you're right, Harry. And I'm hoping it isn't the chloroform talking again. <laughs> if it only were, Chief. If it only were. If anything goes wrong, I'll not be too far away from Hanson's place. But this is all your call, Harry. And anything that does go wrong lands on your desk, 
not mine. Ashley, I need your help. You've always needed my help, Detective Stewart. A raccoon man. This connection you have, you think you could communicate with him? Of course, but not in the way we are right now. But enough so he will respond to you. Maybe. He's not really big on listening to people, though. But it's possible. Anything's possible. I hope you're not here to waste my time with baseless accusations again, Detective. Now why would I be doing a thing like that? I'm not here on police business. This had better be good. I've been thinking about Trapper Hansen's mansion. If you're going to redevelop it, then maybe you'll be looking for investors. Is this some kind of joke? Because I couldn't be less amused. Oh? No joke, Miss Klein. I'm a single man. I've built up a large amount of savings, and I'd like to find something in my hometown to put my money into. We haven't even decided what we are going to do yet. Perhaps you'd like to show me around the place so I can see for myself its potential. This conversation is over, Detective. Who better to show me around than you, Miss Klein? Exactly. Who better? Harry, nice to see you. You too, Mike. You too. Maggie, would you be kind enough to show Mr. Stewart around the old Hanson estate? Look, Mr. Kaufman, I have a lot of work. Someone else... But Harry here is one of our esteemed officers. And if he has any questions, then you are sure to be the best person to ask. This is quite unusual, Mr. Kaufman. I, I insist, Maggie. I know you'll do this for me now, won't you? Are you sure? I mean, if you insist, I guess. Uh, yes. I do insist. Then, then of course I'll show Mr. Stewart around. Why, thank you, Maggie. No problem, Mr. Kaufman. It sure is a mighty fine property. Must have been something in its heyday. It has nearly 3,000 square feet, over four floors if you include the basement, all on three and a half acres of land. Huh. Who knew that killing and trading furs could be so profitable? Hey, Miss Klein. I wouldn't know, Detective. Shall we go inside? Uh, It's very dusty. It's still a mess from the police being there after... After last night. I know. I was there, remember? But it's dark. There's no electricity. Oh, no problem. I have a flashlight. I think you have to come in, Miss Klein. You are here to help me, after all. You have the flashlight. You can go. Are you scared? Scared that there is something in there? No. Don't be ridiculous. There's nothing there. So there's no raccoon man? Uh, Despite all the tales? The dead bodies? Of course not. And I expect better from a policeman. Now, if you're not serious about this place... Oh, I'm very serious, and I suggest you do what you've been asked to do before I get my badge out and order you. This is where I was left to die, to be ripped to pieces by dogs. Or maybe whatever left me was expecting Raccoon Man to claim another victim. I'll just quickly show you around. 
Where's David Fitzpatrick, Miss Klein? I have no idea what you're talking about. I've had enough of your lies. You've been overseeing an illegal fur trading operation using the properties you have complete control over. This is nonsense. Just as much nonsense as Raccoon Man. Raccoon Man was here last night. You know that? What on earth are you talking about? But he didn't harm me. Would you like to know why? No, not really. I would not. Because I don't hunt, Miss Klein. Never have. And especially not for profit, not illegal, callous, greedy hunting, not the sort of thing that got Ed Fitzpatrick and Travis Cunningham ripped to shreds. Mm, right here. That's enough, detective. I didn't agree to come here with a madman. If you've done nothing to hide from, then Raccoon Man won't hurt you either. Get out of my way! What was that? Your mistake was using this place to hide your slaughtered skins. Dogs? Think again. You and that young girl again, Stuart? Where is David Fitzpatrick, Miss Klein? Tell me now! I told you, I don't know! Shall I? Go on. He'll take your skin if you come in. He'll take your skin if you come in. He'll take your skin if you come in. Oh my god! Oh my god! What is that? You know very well who this is. Now, where is David Fitzpatrick? I... I... Where is my brother? Raccoon Man won't listen to me much longer, you know. Jesus! Where is David? You think this thing isn't real now? Let me phone! Let me keep it away. I'll, I'll call now, quickly. About damn time. Where the hell are you? And what's that noise? Let Fitzpatrick go. What now? Why? You have to let him go. Go. G give him a vehicle, anything. Just get him out of there. What's happened? I can't explain, but you have to do this before it's too late. Too late for what? This is your last chance to get out of this. Okay, but I'm gone. This is it for me. I don't care. Just get Fitzpatrick out now! Tell him to give David the phone. Give him your phone. Hello? Who is this? David. This is Detective Stewart. Are you in a car on your own? Yes. Y yeah. What is going on? Are you sure? No one is with you. No one is threatening you. No, it's just me. Give him here. Are you lying, David? Ash? No, I'm driving away. On my own. He's telling the truth, Detective. <laughs> Stop it! Stop this thing! I'm placing you under arrest, Miss Klein. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Do speak up, Detective. Get him to stop! I'm sorry. What? Ashley! No, wait,
with David Fitzpatrick's information, we were able to track down more locations and catch up with Frank. That was quite a haul of furs, mainly destined for Far East Market, but also the big cities on the coasts over here. Maggie Klein had been doing her side job very successfully, it seems. Your way of scaring a confession out of her didn't quite go to plan, though. We found David Fitzpatrick. That was my priority. Reports just in. The postmortem on Klein. It looks like another mauling by dogs. Or coyotes. That's what the paperwork says. So that's what happened. No need to establish... Establish a motive with coyotes. This is the spot where Frankie chose to disappear. Have you ever searched for her? Online or offline for that matter? I've been tempted, but I decided not to. She left on her own terms. Her life is none of my business anymore. She could easily still be alive. God, it's so hard to get my head around. Are you going to look for her? I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I I doubt she's kept the same name, that's for certain. You gonna stay here in Huron City? I don't know. I really don't know anything right now. I'm guessing the job isn't enough to keep you here on its own. Probably not. But I've been wrong about a lot of things recently. Well, if you choose to stay, I I hope we can find a way to, you know, maybe not argue like teenagers each time we meet. And Harry, I am truly sorry about what I said all those years ago. I know, Mike. I know. How's David doing? He'll live, which is more than those he helped get skinned. What now for you? I'm leaving college. Why is that? I'm off to a proper university, away from Huron City. I got a small scholarship. No need for anyone else to find ways to fund my future anymore. I guess this is the end of the line of our train journey together. I've enjoyed having you as a fellow traveler, but you're right. We have different destinations now. They're pulling down Hans's place. Uh, The area is going to be redeveloped. About time that monstrosity was destroyed. What will happen to Raccoon Man? Oh, don't worry about him. He'll find somewhere. He'll be taking skins from people long after we've left this world. Raccoon Man, could you have stopped him? I doubt it. He was pretty mad in there. Could you have tried? Now, why would I have wanted to do that, Detective? Why would I have wanted to do that? Raccoon Man, Episode 4, Raccoon Man Cometh. You have been listening to Scott Joseph as Detective Harry Stewart, Leah Gray as Ashley Fitzpatrick, Suzanne Moore O'Brien as Chief Tucker, Jamie Leslie as Maggie Klein, Paul Miller as Frank and Detective Lenny Holbein, Anson Pavlov as David Fitzpatrick, Stephen Kenny as Michael Kaufman, and John Lusk as Professor Wilson. All other voices by the cast. Raccoon Man was written, produced, and directed by Daniel Williams. Sound production by Anson Pavlov, and sound editing and music by Daniel Williams. Raccoon Man is recorded at Parallel Studios and is an Albion Fields production for Huron City Radio.
Well, I hope that all made some kind of sense to you. Did they get the raccoons out of the trash in the end? I'm afraid I couldn't listen. I've been trying to not become an international criminal. Apparently, my lovely gray ship isn't registered anywhere. Now, that's not my job, is it, Eric? What do you mean I should have got the engine fixed? It doesn't have an engine. Okay, okay, just uh, time now to take a look at what's on in Huron City and the Greywater area. And to begin with some disappointing news, this weekend's annual Huron City to Makapakawakanak Island has been canceled due to a severe outbreak of smugness and superiority on the island. SNS levels have reached such a dangerous high that no one's being allowed on the island in case they're overwhelmed from the contagious sanctimony currently running rampant. Race organizers do hope to reschedule once the islanders have all got over themselves and their car-free prison. And remember, each day this week, the Huron City High School Marching Swim Team will be doing fundraisers at the Fort Ratchet Mall to raise money for an actual pool. Oh, don't forget, registration for this month's literal pub crawl begins tomorrow. Knee pads and palm protectors available from the Lithium Leprechaun Pub after next Tuesday. And now it's time to catch up on the weather forecast from the bottom of the lake with our underwater weather girl, Wendy Abalone. Wendy? Well, Tom, it's pretty wet down here tonight. This morning saw a sewage spiral spin its way across the lower lake, causing several accidents as fishing vessels stopped to view its swirling splendor. Driftwood from a lodging spill is making the area even more hazardous. So please take care if you're out trying to catch your sludge-filled fishies today. The heavy metal situation currently stands at a nearly enough to hasten dementia threshold. And a few minutes ago, I do believe I saw the Thanksgiving salmon begin its long, long journey. Back to you, Tom. Thank you, Wendy. What a lass. Half bass, half bunny girl. And now another message from tonight's sponsor. The Huron City Museum of Winds. Visit our new conservation enclosure, where winds close to extinction are carefully nurtured before being returned to the wild. Come feel the lesser-known cravat from Moldova, or habagat of the Philippines. Take a trip down to the Huron City Museum of Wind today, where we have a breeze for everyone. Oh, and fine work they do there, too. Also, don't forget to write your congressman to help preserve the wind population. Hundreds of gales a day are sucked up into HVAC units, and it must be stopped. Think of the sailors, you bastards! Oh, what's that? That Canadian Coast Guard captain wants another word? Hey, are you even going to tell me where the hell I am? You are where you should not be, Mr. Rubbermatsky. Baba Jobski. Look, uh, you're not worth the paperwork, okay? We're going to turn around this tin can junk of a boat you got here, and we're going to push you all the way back uh, to wherever the hell you came from. Uh, surely you can help me a little more than that. Uh, you know, next time you might not be so lucky. Lucky? We can confiscate your boat. Or maybe you meet with a little accident out here. You know, it doesn't look uh, like your boat would need much water to send it right to the bottom. Hey, now. Look, uh, Mr. Boobajoopski, okay, like I said, you are not worth what? the paperwork. <clears throat> All right. Uh, 
Listeners, please stay tuned. As coming up, we have the competition winner from last week. And while I try to talk myself out of being impounded or sunk with some more music to sail down the rapids of your auditory canals, here now our porn cursive once more. All right, you moose-loving Popeye. Now listen here. Can't you just wait a few minutes? I know, I apologize about where I said you could stick all the poutine in Ontario. All right, all right. And now a big midnight hour welcome to tonight's band, Porn Cursive. Porn Cursive, all right. I'm not going to ask about your name. It was clearly made up of a, by a 14-year-old who thought he was being cool. But let's uh, get this uh, through. Now, how long have you uh, had this hobby? I mean, obviously, you're not making a living off doing this. Yeah, they don't pay us 
Uh, Chris and I have been playing music since uh, probably 1994, Just make up a number. It doesn't matter. Who are we talking to, by the way? By, by name, who are you guys? I am Warren. Hi, Warren. He's Chris. Two Chris's. Hello, Chris, and hello, Chris. I wanted to ask who plays and sings in the band, but clearly nobody does. Uh, I'm not dismissing the creative process, but who does what? whatever you do to make these sounds? We all do it. We do everything. Dar guy sends us noises that he makes into his phone at night when he's drunk, and then Chris and I make beats and add shit to it, and then Dar guy comes back and adds more words, and we work things out, and we make something out of ridiculous pieces that we all smush together. That's basically how Lennon and McCartney did it as well. That uh, last song, Yeah, I Know Him, people uh, people say that about me all the time. Film stars, sports uh, celebrities, judges, loan sharks, hobos. Hey, I know him. But uh, how long did it take you to come up with the title? Yeah, I Know Him is basically about finding – It's it, the, the whole thing is that they find a body in the woods, and when they start investigating the people that they think might be involved, you know, they start pinpointing us, and they're saying, like, Hey, uh, the, we think this guy might be involved. Uh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, I, I think I, I know him. Yeah, do you think he might be capable of doing something? Well, yeah, 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 I know him. The, yeah, title, yeah, the know title is actually. Uh, so you you basically watched an episode of CSI and wrote a song about it. Well, I listen no, to Dateline I, I constantly. ID Channel. Yeah. If you could be famous in any country in the world except this one, which one would your band choose? America and, and Bulgaria, Dubai. Okay. And if your band had to play through an oncoming plague, which one would you choose? Frogs, locusts, or fish flies? Frogs. SARS-1. SARS-1. Of course you would. Of course. Uh, I'm a locust man myself. Now, who has the best birth date in the band? You know, maybe like a February birthday? I have the first. I'm January 17th. I have the best birthday. Mm. All right. Sorry to hear that. Now down to what people really want to know. Which member of the band is most likely to learn how to use a 16th century Dutch loom? Darguy. Yeah, Darguy. <laughs> I enjoy knitting. <laughs> well, who doesn't? Reminds me back in 74, I got lost trying to find my way through a Cairo laundromat. I ended up uh, south of Constantinople in a sandstorm, naked with nothing but my camel Rhonda for company. I learned to knit quicker than a tap-dancing millipede. And very soon had my own line of lingerie selling like hotcakes at every market square from Tangiers to St. Petersburg. Have any of you knitted your own underwear out of animal hair? I haven't, but uh, if you have, I'll buy some from you. It's your customer! All right, uh, talk to Eric, my producer. We might be able to make a deal. If there are people out there who want to find your uh, <clears throat> band... Uh, bear in mind, most of our listeners do have ears. Uh, where could they find your songs? Spotify in the future, because we haven't released our work as of yet. We're, we have an 11-track album coming out very soon. Uh, Naysaying is a band our guy plays in. You can find that on Spotify. White and Wong has music on Spotify. That is, These are projects we're all involved in, but porn cursive stuff will be available very soon. So we will go into the future. We will go to Spotify, whatever that is. I don't have the internet out here. Uh, and we'll uh, look for porn cursive. Uh, Chris, Chris, and uh, Craig, I want to thank you for giving me somebody besides Eric to talk to. I don't well, thank you, porn cursive. This has been an enlightening experience. I wish you well with everything you do in your life, including, of course... All that knitting. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, a biggish thank you to Porn Cursive. 
And now it's time to announce the winner of last week's competition. And congratulations go to a Mr. Andy Carnegie of 7th and Bailiff, whose drawing of a salamander playing ping pong with the Lone Ranger was the most historically accurate entry we received. Now, finally, before the night doctor lovingly injects you with the opiates of your futile dreams, it's time for me to rummage around in my clothes and see what I can find deep in a crevice as we dive once more into Tom's Poetry Pocket. All right, what's this? <clears throat> Confidential for Mr. Baba. Enlarging procedure. Awaiting deposit. Transform your life. Don't wait. Oh, oh, wait. wait. It's on the back. <clears throat> Sanctuary. I open the window and let in the day. This is my church. It is where I pray. The summer swell from rampant spring. The autumn mist on winter's wing. The earth is my heaven, my hell, and my grave. It is all that I need. There is nothing to save. No God dwells here but the one that I own. No idol to serve. The leaves are all grown. I open the window and let in the day. The light is my altar. My sermon is play. Another few lines from Tom's Poetry Pocket next week, but for now... Oh, geez. I told him to wait. Oh, man. Well, at least we are moving, even if it is at the speed of a dead starfish. You've been listening to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio with me, Tom Babajomsky. You know, it actually feels good to be moving. I hope they pointed me in the right direction. You know, I, I did apologize about his maple syrup fetish. A big thank you to our musical guests, Porn Cursive, and, of course, to Wendy Avalone. And I'd like to thank our call-in guests, but I won't. And a special shout-out to our friends from the Huron City Museum of Wind for sponsoring tonight's show. Boy, I sure could do with one of their prevailing northeasterlies right now. And Eric? Eric, you coward. Once I get back... Oh, you don't sound so sure about whether I'll get back, huh? No, I don't know what a compass is. Uh, you've been listening to the Midnight Hour on Huron City Radio with uh, Tom Bobajobski. Uh, you heard the voices of uh, Tom Bobajobski, uh, Jake Buckley, Emily Coggle, Leah Gray, uh, Marty Snarsky, Jamie Leslie, and Anson Pavlov. Uh, Tom's Top Tips Jingle, sung by Giovanna Greco. And thanks to our special musical guest, Porn Cursive. Uh, the show was created by Daniel Williams and was written by Daniel Williams and Jake Buckley with additional material from Tom Bobajowski and Jamie Leslie. Uh, production and editing are by Daniel Williams. Uh, the Midnight Hour is uh, recorded at Parallel Studios and is a Huron City radio show for Albion Fields Productions.